Hello, 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 hello. I'm so excited for this episode. It is all about Halloween. And also, I just wanted to take a hot second to express my undying love and gratitude, excuse me, for all of the new listeners. I have been looking at the analytics and I'm so excited that our community is growing and more people are finding me and enjoying the content. And I just wanted to mention, if you are looking for extra episodes and you want more me, more witchy and weird, more ways to connect with your witchiness and your intuition and all of that, I do have a Patreon. And so our Patreon is in the show note links every episode. It can be found on our Instagram at Witchy and Weird Pod, um, the link in bio there. And I even just put like our actual website in the show notes. It's beacons, B-E-A-C-O-N-S dot A-I slash Witchy and Weird Pod. <laughs> um, I always get it confused, but I'm pretty sure that one's the right one. But anyways, um, so far we have two patron-exclusive episodes. One is about ancestral healing, and the other one that just released is about, like, the myths about the terms light and dark and, like, the beliefs around light and dark and how we can decolonize, like, our practice from using those types of terms. Um, So, yeah, we do... um, one episode, one Patreon episode every month. I'm thinking about doing more. And then other things that you can enjoy from being a patron. Um, this month, I'm going to be dropping some merch for the first time and patrons will get that firsthand. Um, there's also different tiers. So in one of the tiers, you have the option to like work with me one-on-one once a month. Um, so just go ahead and give it a check, uh, check out, give a, give it a look over (laughs) and see which one calls you, which one you're vibing with. Um, or just share this. This is also another way to support me, right? So if you love this podcast and you want more of it, please share it with your other witchy friends. Okay. Anyways, so this episode is about Halloween. Like I said in the beginning, and I wanted to do similar to how I do the cult episodes talk about the history of Halloween, but also I guess like my goal for this is is not just to talk about the history, but to kind of draw the similarities between many cultures and the similarities of like the meaning behind their version of Halloween to kind of show like a main theme that I wanted to then expand upon. So how you can like make your Halloween work for you, find your own associations with Halloween and how you can like best use this time Um, so yeah, let's get into it. So basically, a lot of people think that Halloween and Samhain are the same holiday, but that's kind of like where modern day Halloween um, sprouted from. So it's written Samhain, and a lot of people pronounce it that way, but it's a Celtic festival. So it's pronounced Samhain. 
like sow in there we go yeah okay and so basically like for them it was on october 31st and they would have this ritual festival of Samhain because they their like calendar that was like the day the night before their new year's so november 1st is like the celtic new year's so this um festival was kind of like a time where they would one honor like harvest right it's like the harvest season and then it's the beginning of the dark months of the year so it's um not a lot of life going on a lot of darkness like and so they tied that with uh ghosts so they believe that this day october 31st was the day that the veil was the thinnest and that was the day when ghosts would be able to come into the human realm so because it was november 1st was their new year they kind of believe like everyone that died from that previous november 1st until that october 31st this was the time that they would pass through the portal would open and they would pass through to the other world and so they would light bonfires and they would wear costumes to ward off ghosts. They even believed that um, this was a time when you could use divination to like look into your future and see what was going to um, come out in that year ahead for you. Um, and now I feel like Samhain, I was reading too. So I do want to mention like that it started as a Celtic like festival but definitely, like, the more modern use of Samhain is, like, with witches and specifically with Wiccan witches. So Wicca is a religion and you don't have to be Wiccan to practice witchcraft. You can be whatever you want. Witchcraft is a practice, not a religion. Um, and so Wiccans use Samhain as kind of, like, the signifier of the end of summer and the and like the beginning of that harvest season um just like how we have summer solstice that's kind of like how people view Samhain some people use Mabin or Mabon I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right but that's also like the the marker of like the end of summer beginning of fall um and then um even like in more layman's terms, like if you follow the farmer's almanac, I guess, um, it would be like the autumn equinox, right? And that's not actually on October 31st, but it's near it. So it's it's interesting how different people view it, these things and they're all kind of around the same time. And specifically for October 31st, like it's all around the same day. So it's very, that's kind of what I'm drawing the connections to show you. Um I don't really want to talk about Wiccan stuff because one, I'm not Wiccan because the actual like religion of Wicca is like highly anti-Semitic and I'm Jewish and it is very culturally appropriative. So I'm not really going to touch too much on like how Wiccan people would celebrate uh, Samhain, but just know that that is kind of like where it was taken. Like even, like I said, a lot of Wicca is just taking from other cultures. So they took the Samhain from the Celtic people and they incorporated that into their practice. Um, and it's not to say that these are closed practices, but I feel like many people just think Wiccas or Wiccans celebrate Samhain and they don't associate like the Celtic. So it is sort of, in my opinion, like a form of cultural erasure. Um, and the guy who created the religion Wicca is just garbage anyways. So um, if you are Wiccan, 
that's totally cool up to you i just don't vibe with a lot of the stuff that the religion believes in and like carries on so you know like i said everything on this podcast is at your own discretion and to provide information to empower you to make your own intuitive decisions so moving on so um as time went on we're seeing like um Oh, so I, I totally skipped over some of the other ways that they would uh, celebrate Samhain. So they would burn crops and use animals as sacrifices to deities. And they had these sacred bonfires. And then they would dress in the costumes, which were usually like animal heads or skins. And then to uh, they would try to read each other's fortunes. Um, and it was just to protect them for the, for the upcoming winter to celebrate to signify the harvest time and to have the ghosts pass over um, into the astral realm. So then um, we kind of have the Roman Empire had two different kind of festivals that are related to this. So one is Feralia, um, and that is a day in late October, and the Romans would commemorate the passing of their dead during this time, right? And then there was... um, Another day where they honored the uh, Roman goddess Pomona. She's like the goddess of fruit and trees, which uh, her symbol is the apple, which if you're thinking about how modern day Halloween just kind of like snowball picked all these different pieces of cultures, um, that's probably where like apple picking, apple bobbing comes in. Um, And there's also this like more modern American, I think it's American tradition where you like peel an apple and then the shape that the skin makes tells you like the first initial of like your true love or something or who your husband will be. So lots of apple stuff, right? So we drink like apple cider during this time, spice cider, apple pie, apple picking, apple bobbing, harvest stuff, right? Um, so then we're moving along in history and we know such as much, much of history um christianity and catholicism came and they kind of wanted to make everything about their god and no other space for any other beliefs or religions so there was this day on may 13th that was dedicated to christian martyrs and then the pope gregory the third he took that festival and he created all saints day on november 1st so it's it was not just honoring martyrs but also saints um, and of course, it's like the day right after Samhain, um, and many of these other religions celebrate like their dead on October 31st. So All Saints Day is like still like celebrated now. Um, and in order to kind of like take away from the other religions, they adopted certain aspects of Samhain. So they would still have bonfires and parades and dress up in costumes. But instead of, like, animal costumes, it would be, like, saints, angels, and devils. Um, And they actually called it, like, the other term for All Saints Day is, like, All Hallowmas or All Hallows. So that's where we get, like, the All Hallows Eve um, because it's supposed to be the day, the eve before um, All Saints Day, right? So that's kind of where, like, the modern term of Halloween comes from. Um. And then the rest of the stuff is 
Oh, yeah. So the other parts that I wanted to talk about are there's like a lot of information floating around in my brain. So I apologize. if It feels very like out of the norm. But um, there's other cultures that have not similar festivals or holidays, but around the same time. So many Latino or Latinx um, cultures, they celebrate Dia de los Muertos, which is in English, Day of the Dead. And that for them is actually on November 1st. And so like the difference between that and Samhain is like Samhain is more of like a somber holiday for you to pay reverence and respect to the dead currently right like it's not we don't really celebrate like the harvest part of it anymore because we have like modern agricultural methods um but we still will eat stuff that's in season right like we do pumpkins we have apples any root vegetables things like that um and then Samhain is it's less now about or for some people maybe Wiccan people it's less about the feasting and the excitement and it's also including like holding space for the dead to pass over and allowing them to come into your home because like I said they believe that this was like the veil was the thinnest that the there's like a portal you know in between the realms where they could the dead could move freely in between so some people will celebrate it by like leaving out offerings creating a circle of salt for the dead in their home, um, they'll draw like on chalk on their door or on their wall of their home to provide like a, a portal, like actual portal for people, for ghosts to travel through, not people. Um, and so I am, believe it or not, less familiar with Samhain than I am with Dia de los Muertos because I grew up here in Los Angeles, which is a very like Latin heavy space, right? Like we're living on stolen land here in pretty much all of America, but we're very close to Mexico. So Dia de los Muertos is more, less somber than how Samhain celebrates the dead and honors the dead. I would say they honor the dead and Dia de los Muertos celebrate the dead. So in Dia de los Muertos, you create an altar to all of the people in your family that have passed away. Some people even do like significant people that they are connected to, like in pop culture or like historical figures. Um, you can even do like your pets. Uh, my my partner, he celebrates Dia de los Muertos um, and he puts his uh, <laughs> he puts his bearded dragon on a little photo of his bearded dragon. And I think sometimes he'll leave crickets out for him on the altar. So basically the altar is supposed to be like a celebrated space where you put photos of your past loved ones. Or like I said, people that you're like drawn to, like some people put like Frida Kahlo because she was a big Latin figure, right? So, and then you put, you dress your altar in like, even like the tablecloth that you use, it's like cultural, like colors and significance. So they use like a lot of like yellows, like the color of marigold, the the plant, the flower marigold is actually like very heavily associated with Dia de los Muertos. And so it's usually like yellows and pinks and blues. Um, red so like more brighter colors um and then you would put like items of cultural significance either to the person or to like your family or the culture in uh, as a whole so if their favorite food was tamales then you would put tamales on there like an actual tamale 
Um, and you would put like a lot of people put like cigarettes or alcohol, um, common things that you would use to like offer to your ancestors, maybe toys that they like. Some people even put like clothes out for them. So this holiday, like I said, is on November 1st and it's the same thing. They, they're honoring the dead. They believe that the veil is thin um, and that the dead can walk to um, the earth. And this is where we're like celebrating them and and making sure that we're keeping their memory alive. Um, so it's less about like making it somber and scary, but more about like honoring that this is a part of life and to make sure that our family and our ancestors are never forgotten and that we are giving them offerings because the belief is like they're going to eat that, they're going to wear it, they're going to use it, they're, whatever we're putting out for them. And it's just like, still making sure that we're connected to our family even though they have passed on right so it's uh actually in two days i'll be going through the dia de los muertos festival at the hollywood forever cemetery my boyfriend and i kind of go there now um out of tradition and it's really cool they have all these people that set up uh they have like hundreds of altars like so people volunteer to take up a space and then they set out these really elaborate beautiful altars with like scenes and settings um either to their family or just like what they're like drawn to and what they're celebrating um and then they have like music people will sing um there's food vendors and people dress up in costumes and of course it's in a cemetery right so it, it's really about like celebrating this time. Um, and I that was like the first time I interacted with death in like a positive way. Because like in Jewish custom, we honor the death very often. But we kind of like, I don't know, it's to me, it feels like a cultural thing that we feel like we need to like stay in the sorrow and remember them. And it feels very like heavy to me. It's like we do remember them and we're not afraid of the death. But it just is like, it feels very sad that they're not here and we're always honoring them. And I really liked the idea when I learned about the de los Muertos of like celebrating them. And that that felt like for me being comfortable in the underworld and being, you know, at home in, in these places, being a psychic medium. And I, I have this natural, like I've always been drawn to like horror movies and stuff like that. Like it felt more what intuitively it felt more intuitively like, like aligned with me. I don't want to say correct, but it just, it vibes with me better, right? Like this idea that it is a part of life and we should celebrate them and not forget them. And we should have connection with them just because they're gone. Doesn't mean that like, we don't have any like connection with them at all. So there's definitely that. Um, and then there's some other, there's some other, um, holidays um there's allentide if you're like if you live in england and then there's one there's like a special one for um if you're peruvian it's dia de la dia de la cancion criola um so like i wanted to say the kind of common thread that i saw through this was like all these different cultures and ways to celebrate basically what we're seeing like even astrology talks about this like this is the time when the veil is thinning right and I think that's why witch witchcraft is kind of like associated with Halloween or whatever other holiday that you celebrate that I went over if there's one that I didn't even go over I'm sure there's so many more right um 
is that the veil is thinning, right? We're, we're moving from like summer into fall. Um, we're signifying like the beginning of the dark um, portion of the year. So there's even like deities that are associated um, with this time um, with Samhain specifically. And there's even like crystals and herbs that are associated with it, which also like, you know, witchcraft, we, we use all of those things. So it's really, if you don't even vibe with Halloween, if you're like, I don't really get it, like, I don't like these traditions, my energy is not cool with this. Or if you've always been drawn to certain aspects of Halloween and you're like, I have no idea why, I just freaking love this. Like, this can be a signifier for you that like, you maybe feel more at home when the veil is thin. Like maybe like for us as humans, when the veil is thin, we're going to see more things happening. We're going to have more intuitive encounters, more psychic like visions or hearing things or being able to connect with spirits or spirit guides or deities a lot easier, right? Like this, there is a significance as to why many different cultures have found and believed that this is the time is because the, energetically they feel that. So like, even if you don't celebrate it, it's just definitely um, honoring and being aware of this time that we're in and kind of finding where you fit in this. Like maybe you want to do a ritual with a deity Maybe um, you just want to use this more metaphorically that it's like the dark part of the of the um, season of the I can't remember the word year. (laughs) And so that can be the time when you go into your dark part, like your shadow work, right? You you travel into your underworld, your personal shadow, and you do work with that, right? Like this is kind of what everything in nature and these cycles that we go through, they they signify things within us because we are part of nature right so definitely things you can do is to do some shadow work around this invite spirit guides or past loved ones if you do like altar work um or if you want to like just communicate with them through meditation or visualization or journaling um you can you know make offerings to your deities especially underworld deities or deities associated with uh, Samhain, so like the Mori, the Morrigan, Ecate, Pan, Persephone, Spider, Raven. Um, and then if you're interested in those crystals that are associated with it, we have Black Onyx, Amethyst, Obsidian, Bloodstone, Opal. So you could even hold one of those in your hand and ask them to help you um, kind of be like a conduit to reaching your like unconscious minds which is basically your shadow so that you can have them guide you through that and provide their information for you um and then the herbs so because like Samhain comes from like that Celtic festival of like it's the end of their year a lot of people feel called to cleanse their space during this time Um, We're moving into a new season, you know, people like to, you know, we have spring cleaning, some people like to clean seasonally. So the herbs that are associated with Samhain, it's like sage, bugwort, bay leaf, lavender. But like I said, every culture is different. So like marigolds are associated with Dia de los Muertos. So if there's something that you're drawn to more than the other, that's totally okay. Um, But, you know, this could be a time where you're setting new boundaries, you're going in deep and you're working on your shadow. 
Um, maybe you want to add extra protection to your home. Maybe you want to cleanse the energy and set new intentions for your space. Um, that's Those are like very like witchy things at home you can do. And of course, you know, honoring any of the modern uh, Halloween traditions of like um, jack-o'-lanterns and dressing up and all those things. I really think that it's really nice, in my opinion, if you don't have any ancestral tie to any of these other things that I mentioned, celebrating Halloween in and of itself, there's so much that you can do and so much is about authentically expressing yourself. Um, I saw somebody point out that like the main reason why a lot of people are drawn to Halloween is because it's one of the few holidays that isn't about like family gathering or like significant others or things like that, right? Like it's really about an individual holiday. And I will say, of course, like if you celebrate the Los Muertos and things like that is about family, right? It's about ancestors. But like I'm talking about modern Halloween, right? And so a lot of people who maybe don't have ties to their ancestry or their family or they're single or whatever it is, like they don't want to have like a holiday about love and things like that, that this is a way for them to explore themselves and explore, like I said, your shadow, this darkness of you and to allow that to come out. And that's kind of how I really got into Halloween as a kid. Like I thought it was so cool to like show up and be like, a scary thing that was like bloody and like just like I I have like even my um my house when I was growing up I would ask my mom if I could decorate the house scary because my mom would put like cute stuff and I was like can we make it scary like I'll do all the work I want to do this and I would get creative because she gave me a limited budget and like people started to come to our house and like anticipate what we were doing every year and like this one person like donated stuff to us because they were like oh like they noticed they noticed that I was like doing things and Um, I think that that was really kind of like what I was drawn to in terms of Halloween is like, this is the holiday that now currently like scary things and dark things and and taboo things and pieces of our shadow that we usually like hide away or we're scared of or we're fearful of because, you know, many horror movies, I actually studied this in college, like many horror villains and monsters and horror movies represent aspects of our psyche as a society that we're afraid of. Um, And that's a whole other podcast because I did like a whole course just on zombies and the psychology of them in movies. And it was very cool. But anyways, what I'm trying to say is like, even modernly, there's so much option, so many options for what you can get out of Halloween and, and how you can make it something that feels good to you. So if you're not into scary stuff and you just want to do fun, like cooking, carving, festivities, like that's still a way to connect with nature, right? Like connecting with the harvest um, fruits and vegetables that are available during this time and honoring nature in that way. And knowing that like, you know, this is the season where you pick apples and so many other fruits and veggies that you're, you can just honor mother earth in that way. Um, you can cook and on give it, you know, as an offering for your ancestors, just for your body. Like even cyclically, like our bodies are more drawn to like heartier foods during this time, especially if you're more tapped in intuitively to your body. And then you, if you're like, okay, maybe I'm more into like the dressing up part, like going to a party or something like that's a way for you to explore yourself, right? Like we're told to fit in these boxes and what is society like? 
societally acceptable. And so this is our one one day out of the year that we can dress up as something like I was saying, like I was super into being scary, but I wasn't going to like come to school and all this stuff all every single day because like I would basically be the only one doing that. Um, and so this is that one day of the year where you can like do that. And some people, you know, they go to multiple parties, they have multiple looks throughout the month. You know, I, I treat it as a month too. Like Halloween is all of October for me, but that's another thing that you can choose to do is to maybe like pick your Halloween costume based on something that you want to explore. Um, so I'm going to take a break and then I'm going to come back because the recording thing is reaching its limit. Okay, sorry, I'm back. And basically what I was talking about around the costume is using this as an opportunity to explore yourself and maybe parts of your shadow that you wanted to express or maybe were feeling scared around expressing or it felt taboo for you or inappropriate for you. So it can be about like putting on a scary mask because maybe you're always cute and bubbly and that feels maybe sort of performative to you if you really ask yourself deep down who you are and what aspects of yourself you really align with. And so maybe you want to put on that very opposite side to kind of feel that balance of energies or maybe you want to um, explore like, oh, I've just always felt like I really love, I really admire people who have this energy or, you know, pop culture figure that's like this. And you put that on to like embody that energy for that day. So I really think that like costumes, it gives you the opportunity to authentically express or like even like I know I would I would do a bunch of gender bending um, costumes before I realized I was non-binary because I liked being in the energy of like I'm dressing up as a man like and that feels really empowering for me. Like nobody is perceiving me as a lady today, you know, so like there's tons of um empowering things you can do around your costume and you can even you know practice using um glamour magic in this right like glamour magic is all about adorning yourself with pieces that feel exciting and amplify like your true energy so like what better way like that's (laughs) that's basically what I'm doing for my Halloween costume this year is like I had a vision with my inner child of like what my true energy looked like like without this human flesh suit and now every time I tap in energetically, like I, I can, I feel like I have the opportunity to, excuse me, go like super, super deep and really like, it feels like I'm shaking off my skin and I, and I see myself as this vision now. And I know like, that's my true energy. So I'm for Halloween going to be that. So it's like, now I can walk around the earth in my human suit, looking how my energy feels to me on the inside, right. Or as close as possible. So there's tons and like, honestly, like all the pieces that I've bought for my costume, every time they've come, I'm literally just like, this brings me so much joy. I'm going to wear this all the time. Like I I needed this and I should have just done this sooner. So it's about like finding those pieces that feel very just like right to you or at home to you and very euphoric to you. Right. So that is a huge thing that you can do is to have fun. And it's like sort of a low risk way to explore that because people aren't really going to question why you're wearing this crazy outfit on Halloween. Um, And then the other piece of it is like kind of what I already talked about is like the shadow work, the, the darkness, the working with spirits, the veil is thinning, right? So that's what the main 
like meat and potatoes of this meal is is like on so many different levels the veil being thin us signifying the beginning of the darkness of the year there's so many stories so many religions so many different things that like talk about and have themes around this but really what it comes down to is one you can explore your personal psyche right like your shadow work go into your dark parts and use the thinning of the veil to have like greater protection greater guidance um, maybe you work with, like I said, spirit guides and deities and other things and and maybe set goals for what you want to do for this last part of the year. Um, or you actually like want to communicate with past loved ones in like ancestral ways um, or you want to practice like your intuitive psychic abilities. Like this is the time that it's going to be easier for you. So if it, if you feel like you weren't getting messages or it's harder for your intuition to feel tapped in, like doing something that honors that space that's the, you know, like the energetic world is creating right now is going to be a lot easier for you. Maybe even making it into an entire ritual or going to a specific place, like going to a cemetery or going to like a crossroads or someplace where the veil feels even thinner, like doing it, like if it feels hard for you during the day, like tapping in during the witching hour, which is not midnight, it's 3 p.m. or 3 p.m. or 3 a.m. really. Um, and so like thinking of different ways to tap in that way, like that's definitely going to be very healing and regenerative and restorative, right? That's kind of like in my opinion, what I was getting from when I was tapping intuitively into this is like the vibes of what the significance of this is, is like the astral plane is opening and allowing us this breather, it feels like this break to communicate and tap in with those things that feel unreal or unattainable or unreachable to us. And to remind us that we do have aspects of our being, right? Like, that aren't always like illuminated um and we have those parts of us that need to be honored that in order to be a full human to have this full experience we need to honor those darker parts of us those scary parts of us those shadow parts of us whatever terminology aligns with you and this is kind of like that day to do it that space to do it. Right. And I think it's so amazing how as a human race, we have Halloween or, I mean, not every, uh, every culture celebrates that, right? Like it's mostly American, but, um, we have that, like, even for how much we are disconnected from our intuition and our bodies and our energy, and we look down on being a witch or being a psychic or whatever it is, like, as a whole, we can't fight that feeling of like knowing that this time is coming around and that we're connected to that time. And it's so strong. The energy is so strong when the veil is so thin like this, that it's like, it's inescapable, right? Like we have like, even in astrology, like Scorpio season is during this time. And even the the sign like Scorpio is very intuitive, very dark, very mysterious, very sexual, like a lot of the taboo things um, in our current society is kind of like what Scorpio is, right? So, um, or what they like are stereotyped or represent represented as. Um, 
but I just think it's so interesting that like, even despite all of these blocks in our society, we still are drawn to celebrating this time and this energetic space in some kind of way. So I think it's really kind of like, this is your sign, right? Like, don't avoid it. I know some people, like their religion is not, they don't celebrate Halloween. Um, But like I said, there's so many different ways that we can honor this part in our ancestors and what is going on right now in the spirit world. Um, And another thing that I saw that was really cool that I just wanted to bring up was they were saying like a ritual that you could do if you don't want to use like the herbs or, you know, doing an offering for a deity or baking something or whatever your normal ritual is, um, could be to create a mandala because a mandala represents balance. And so that kind of like drives home the point of like, we have to acknowledge this part of us, this winter part of us, right? Um, this, this hidden part of us um, that feels very scary. And so maybe even drawing, like printing a mandala, coloring it in, drawing one and meditating, like having the intention of connecting with that piece of you to create balance within you um, feels very potent because... For some of us, it can feel very overwhelming to deal with our shadow, um, which is why I offer like single sessions and long-term healings. And I have, I create group portals and things like that for my clients and for people in my community, because it is really hard sometimes to face our fears, face our demons. Like the first time I, um, I visualized my shadow self, I... I visualize my shadow self as the uh, the like spirit from the ring or not the ring from what is that movie? I think it's the ring. The one with the super long hair. I think that's the ring. I always get the ring and there's another one. I always get them confused. Um, but um, no, the grudge. That's what it is. My intuition was like, bro, you're getting this wrong. Um, the grudge. I envisioned it as like the that that main character, the scary ghost person from the grudge. And that was like terrifying to me because I was terrified of that movie. I never like watched it all the way through as a kid because it was just so scary to me. Um, and when I visualized my shadow self, like that's what came through and it was really hard to even look at them because they were so scary and they were so terrifying to me. Um, and I think that that kind of like represents like what we're doing as a society, like with horror movies and with Halloween in this time is like, we're facing those pieces of us that feel scary, that feel like we can't look at them and they're like frightening and we're kind of like drawing attention to them and we're celebrating them. We're putting them like on the big screen TVs, you know, like in theaters and we're dressing up as them and we're scaring other people like with like haunted things. So it's like, it's so, um, I don't know. It just lights me up. I love Halloween, but it's so interesting how all of this stuff like connects, even if you aren't tapped in and like, the more like spiritual sense or the holiday, the other like cultural holidays that you still are honoring that piece of you, whether or not you know it. Um, and 
I think it's just important to maybe like intentionally, that's what I'm kind of asking in this episode is like, what intentional ways can we work with this? What intentional ways can we connect with this? And it can still be doing the same thing that you've always done, but maybe just your intention is different, right? Like your intention is your main magic and your, your intention is everything, right? So like, instead of just doing the thing, cause we just do it every year or cause it seems cool. Like maybe like digging a little deeper and setting an intention for how we want to connect or what we want to bring up or why we're drawn to this um, year in and year out. Maybe there's like a deeper reason to like what it means for us. Right. And I know like for me, having been drawn to this as a kid, it has like that added layer of like nostalgia for me of that, like freedom to create the haunted like front yard at my home when I grew up, you know, the, the, getting into like makeup and scary stuff and, and giving myself permission that I don't need to be what all the other um, girls do and dress up sexy, that I could be scary. And that was powerful for me that I wanted to like evoke emotions from other people. I wanted to shock other people. I felt powerful and having that, um, being able to evoke that, like, you know, experience and, and feeling from other people. So there's definitely like, tons for you to think about and to to really I guess like look at Halloween in a deeper way um than maybe what you have been or if you know you're you're Celtic and you're like oh I had no idea that Salin was Celtic like I want to incorporate like a piece of of that into my Halloween ritual or what I'm doing um and I think that that's really beautiful, like connecting with your ancestral pieces um, and rituals and customs and cultures is really nice. Um, and then I also saw something. Um, it was actually from Angelica, who was on the podcast last week about she. So she works with Hades. And like I said, Persephone is one of the deities associated with Samhain. So um Hades and Persephone are lovers but um so she was saying like she tapped in and she she offered like ways that you can connect with Hades and and dress your altar and have your rituals during this time um because I was thinking of like including a, a section and like ritual offerings for Halloween or you know like for Samhain or Dia de los Muertos or things like that but kind of like how I described the Dia de los Muertos, like it's really up to you and your intuition and what you vibe with and what your ancestors are drawn to, what what they're, you know, like what your culture is about. So it's like, I don't want to tell you that there's one right or wrong way to dress an altar, to have a ritual offering, to do whatever. I think that you should um, do like what you're drawn to. And so what Angelica was saying was like, Hades specifically doesn't want you to think that your altar isn't good enough or you don't have enough of this or it's not you know like oh it's it's not the traditional herbs or offerings or things like that so I kind of wanted to like reiterate that piece too that it's like the whole theme of this episode is like taking the pieces of what works for you and and just going with that and and not having to you know feel obligated to do all of the things um so that even applies in your witchcraft practice, right? Like, 
like I said again, and I'll probably say it a million more times, your intention is everything. It's about your energy and your power, right? If you set the intention to have this piece of paper be an offering, then it's an offering. And it's not really about what it is. It's really about your energy behind it and your belief and your intention behind it. That's going to make all the difference for your deity or for your spell work or whatever it is that you're aiming to do, right? So don't get too caught up in like researching the traditional way to do something, the proper offering for this season or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Tap it intuitively, see what comes up. Like the veil is thin. Your intuition is going to come through a lot easier during this time. And you'll be able to see like what you have within your reach and your ability and what you're being drawn to. Like I have talked about this before, but like um, I love crunching leaves Um, that's a very nostalgic thing for me. When my grandma would watch me, she would take me out and I would crunch leaves on our walks. And so I do that all the time now. So now as the leaves are finally changing color out here by me, like that's my favorite thing. I love, that's one of the reasons why I love fall and October and Halloween season is like, I love when leaves change to like orange and yellow and red. I even have a tattoo of it. Um, and so I have been picking leaves that I see on the ground that are like drawing my attention that just feel like extra beautiful to me, right? Um, And so I've been taking them and kind of collecting them and putting them on my altar as a way to just like celebrate this season and the changing of the colors and the falling of the leaves and things like that. So like, it doesn't need to be so intense and so thought out and has to be right and wrong. It's really about what you connect with and what brings you joy and and what you're intuitively drawn to because like I could have bought whatever the offerings are but and just placed them and it would have been like okay I did my duty but it's like the fact that I love and connect with these leaves and I think that they're beautiful and I hand selected them and they're from nature like all of that is like way more empowering and way more meaningful for me and my witchcraft practice than for like just buying like a cinnamon stick and putting it or you know like getting an apple and putting it and stuff like that so really take this time this is really what the Halloween season is calling you to do is to go within seek those answers explore those parts of you that you don't always explore allow your intuition to come through as it will be stronger like communicate with those maybe that you haven't for a while get answers to questions in your life, you know, connect with nature and with yourself in a, in a deeper, different, more meaningful way. Um, and know that like tons of people are doing cool Halloween offerings and things too. So if you feel like you're not sure how to tap in or what you should do around this, like work with somebody who can help you with that, right? Like it doesn't need to be only you by yourself. Um, if maybe your intention is that you want to heal or connect with your intuition more, that can be enough. And then you can work with somebody that helps you do that. So don't feel so um, overwhelmed by that. If you don't know the answer when you're asking or if you don't know how to achieve what you want to achieve, you can um, simply ask spirit or whoever you believe in or speak to to help show you the answers or show you the way um 
or if you have somebody in mind, like if you want to explore your shadow and you want to work with me, because that's what I help people do is shadow work. Um, you can do that. Like if you want to grow your intuition and you want to work with like your favorite psychic. Um, and if that's also me, I have a course on my website (laughs) that's self-guided. Um, you know, there's tons of different people that can help you if you want to see what's coming up for you in the next season, you know, like getting a tarot card reading or a psychic reading from somebody like that's, there's so many different ways to connect with ourselves. but make this that time of year if you're not already doing it all the time, I feel like some of you already are, um, to have that extra special care and attention for that part of you that feels hidden or doesn't get as much love or is scary or fearful. And yeah, just have some fun. (laughs) Honestly, Halloween is fun for me. I love this kind of energy. So if it's fun for you, do fun things, connect with your inner child dress up, do things that your inner child never could do and they always wanted to do when they were a kid, watch scary movies, go to a haunted house. Like there's so much mischief and fun and spookiness to be had. Um, Especially here in LA, there's so much. Um, Like my boyfriend asked me to be like his partner at Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios. Like (laughs) this is our life um so judge me if you want to I'm one of those people whose Halloween is their personality right liking Halloween is my personality um I just I don't know I just have so much love for Halloween I wanted to try and like look at it in a different way like even for me like when I'm saying these things right now like I'm like oh I should do this too so like I'm not alone in this like I said this podcast is about being vulnerable and talking about like my process and going through things and I definitely have been having a lot of new breakthroughs and journeying and seeing pieces of myself that I have hidden so like I just did a really deep um desire and like shadow work like workbook meditation thing and that like my desires were hidden from me uh my ego was scared to like see them and acknowledge them so I definitely am doing more things in that vein and like I said my Halloween costume is very intentional this year Um, usually I just make something random and scary that feels artistic to me, which is also amazing. Um, so yeah, I hope that this episode inspired you, opened your eyes, gave you some invigorated energy about Halloween. And I know that it's coming out like literally like two days before Halloween, but there's still time, right? Like it doesn't just, the veil doesn't just go away right away. So, um, yeah, yeah make sure to like share with us if you get inspired from this like tag me on social media make a post on your story like what you did how you felt about it put you know like comment on our posts once we make the post like I want to hear like what comes of this and how you feel and and all these things and um, I hope to connect with more of you as our community is growing so thank you for being here and have a happy Halloween bye If you love Witchy and Weird podcasts, support us by donating monthly for as little as 99 cents at anchor.fm slash witchyandweird slash support. You can cancel at any time and 100% of the proceeds go directly to the pod. 
or if you don't want to commit to a monthly donation, buy Amanda a coffee at ko-fi.com slash wishyandweird to help fuel them while they record, edit, create, and upload content for the podcast. And if you're feeling extra generous, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and tell your witchy and weird friends about us too. Bye!